Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Thank God for that beautiful revelation of the oneness of God. Hallelujah. That there is only one God and we thank God we not only know that but we know his name. Hallelujah. Can you call his name this tonight? Hallelujah. Call that name again. Hallelujah. There is no greater name. Hallelujah. Than that wonderful name. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you very much for just uh, participating. Give yourself a hand. That is excellent. (laughs) Praise God. I felt like I was in East Africa a while ago. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But we're going to go to the word of the Lord uh, tonight. And I just want to share with you something from the word of the Lord tonight. Again, I feel um, coming into the house of God uh, is always a very special time. But in particular, because I've told people often, I've said, if you ever need to hear from God and you're struggling and sometimes, you know, it's difficult to hear. You know, I don't know again. Uh, Well, recently I heard a very, very true statement uh, by a great man of God among us. Uh, Great wisdom has been given to him. My son shared this with me, actually, my older son. He said, Dad, I was reading recently um, a statement that Brother Tenney made, and it caught my attention. He said, Brother Tenney said, the teacher is always silent during an exam. And isn't that true? So many times when you and I are going through a trial, it seems like God is silent, but it may just be because you are going through an exam. You're being tested. Praise God. But thank God, just because he's silent does not mean he's not there. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank God. But I have always said, if, if you are having trouble to hear from the Lord, come to the house of God. Amen. If I want to find pastor, I may find him in his office. I may find him somewhere around, but I know if I go to his home where he lives, I'm going to find him. Sooner or later, he's going to turn up. Praise God. In particular, because Sister Boyd is there and she, (laughs) he better turn up. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I'm thankful the Lord feels the same way about the church. Amen. You're not going to find the church and the Lord too far apart. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I wanted to turn your attention to the uh, book of Luke. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 19. I read something earlier that just caught my attention and I almost feel feel pulled in a, a little bit of different direction, but uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and share what I feel the Lord had placed on my heart. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 11 
Praise God to verse 13. Praise God. If you found it, say amen. amen. And it says, as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem. Because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. And he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered to them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Everybody say, Occupy. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to talk to us tonight about uh, something I feel that is very important for us as people of God, as servants of God, children of God. Amen. I believe the Lord promised, made a promise to come back for his people. I believe he will return one day. And it may actually be sooner than many of us realize. I was just talking to a saint of God. And I said, if you listen to even some of the things that have been happening even right now, we could actually be right now on the verge of World War III. Easily. Praise God. Because of just some things that have been happening. And if you know a little bit about history, and history, the Bible says those that fail to learn from history, they, they, they often repeat it. Praise God. But um, I do believe the Lord is coming. But I be, I, I'm thankful. I want the Lord to come. And I'm looking for his coming. But I'm mindful that he told us, praise God, to do some things until he came. And I think what is important to the Lord right now, as much as he wants us to be looking for him, he wants us to be mindful of what he told us to be doing until he came. Praise God. If you will, I'm going to ask pastor to pray right now and to ask the Lord just to have his way in the rest of this service as he has up to this point. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands one more time and love the Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord Jesus. We appreciate you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus told us this parable and the Bible told us why he told this particular parable it seemed like there were people at the time at that particular time while he was here because of the things possibly that were happening the things that all of the the, the things that people were seeing transpiring that some people the bible says felt the kingdom of god should immediately appear and i think we sometimes even get into that mode where we want to see the Lord come so badly. Praise God. And we're kind of focused and, and all we're looking at and we're asking God, God, when? It's kind of like when the disciples, when Jesus was about to leave his disciples, praise God, it, as he was giving them some instruction, they, 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 after listening to him, they, they turned to him and said, Lord, when, when, when are you going to establish the, 
the, the kingdom. And then Jesus basically told them in a very, very, very um, a polite way. He basically told them, that's none of your business, really. That's God's business. Amen. Times and seasons are God's business. God controls times and seasons. And basically because God is sovereign, God does what he wants to do. But he did say to them after that, he said, however, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses. You shall receive power. Somebody said what he was telling them is that if you, if you have the power, you don't have to worry about the hour. Praise God. Hallelujah. Think that's a good saying. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But here we find a similar situation where people were looking for the kingdom of God to appear. Praise God. In visible form. Praise God. Immediately, the, the scripture says. And Jesus told this parable. Now notice what he said. He said, a certain man, noble man, went into a, a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Praise God. He said, this man, before he left, he called his ten servants and delivered unto them ten pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. Praise God. It's very simple instructions, but very important instructions. That word occupy, uh, again, our, our words have somewhat changed in terms of the meaning over the years because of the, the, you know, some of the differences in culture and that sort of thing. And um, if you say to somebody, um, if you use that term occupy, in some, some cases people will get the impression that all you're saying is, is uh, 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 just, just kind of stay in this particular place. Praise God. But that's not what this word actually meant. Praise God. And uh, um, I, I didn't do an exhaustive study or anything on this, but it simply means do business. Praise God. Hallelujah. What he was saying, until I come, I have given you something to use. Praise God. And saints of God, it may be a very simple concept, but it's, it's one, unfortunately, I think sometimes we miss completely. Amen. Because it indicates that God is expecting every one of his people. Now, these are the servants of God. If you read the rest of the parable, there are some other people who did not want this nobleman to reign over them. They had, they had no interest in the kingdom. And the Bible says they even hated him. Praise God. And it is a fact that in our world today, there are some people have no, they have no interest in the kingdom of God. They have no interest in the things that matter to you and I. Praise God. In fact, they think what we are doing is a waste of time. Amen. Praise God. They go so far, they hate the name of Jesus. Praise God. But we're not dealing with, 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 with people who are, who are in that category this, tonight. Because again, God will deal with those situations. We need not be worried about the, these other folks. What God is more concerned with is, is with us. His people. What are you and I doing? Praise God. One thing I will say today is that the Lord does not, is not looking for us to be just kind of holding on and holding our position in church Hoping that he comes as quickly as possible. 
But sometimes you'd almost imagine that's how we are praying. And say, God, please come. Look at what is happening. But no, the Lord is looking for a church that is, is, is functioning, is active. He's looking for people that are, are pastor used the term, busy. But you know what? We're not talking about being busy as far as this world is concerned. We're talking about being busy in doing the work of God. Busy using what God has given us. Praise God. Now think about this a little bit. This is what God is looking for us. He has, he has instructed us. He said, I want you to occupy till I come. I want you to do business. Praise God. We're talking about kingdom business here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Think about what the Lord, he, what he did with these, these servants. He gave them something to use. The Bible t- talks about this pound. Understand that at that time it was about three months wages. But he gave them a significant amount of money, praise God, to do business. What God has given to you and I is not just for us to keep and to hold on to and again to preserve it. And let me tell you, I do believe we need to, we need to, we need to treasure what God has given to us. But let me tell you that God did not give it to me just to hold on to it and to preserve it so when he comes I still have it. No, God wants me to use what he has given me. What has God, the Bible says God has given to every one of us a measure of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not necessarily the same measure, but he has given us a measure of faith. But think about some of the statements that Jesus made. One time the disciples said they wanted an increase. They said, Lord, increase our faith. Jesus was telling them some things and I guess they felt, they felt somewhat inadequate. They said, they said, Lord, increase our faith. It's funny, if you read the passage that they said that, what he was telling them, uh, they had asked a question about how many times do I forgive my brother? And, uh, and one, one bright young man said, Lord, should I do that seven times? It's a perfect number. Praise God. Sounds reasonable. Jesus said, uh, just multiply that by 70. And of course, he did not mean for him to start counting how many times I have forgiven. Because if you are doing that, you're really in trouble. Praise God. What he was saying is that you have to keep forgiving your brother. Now think about this. this. When they heard that, they said, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, help me here. You mean I have to keep forgiving people? Yes. Because guess what? We depend and we, we expect and we depend upon God to keep forgiving us. How many are thankful for God's forgiveness? Hallelujah. Praise God. It, that word forgive actually indicates that you, when you forgive, you are giving up something. Amen. You're giving up your right to, 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 to having justice. Your right to revenge. Your right to, 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 to take back what has been taken from you. But you are giving somebody. You are forgiving them. Praise God. That's why forgiveness is not an easy thing. But, but let me tell you, saints of God, forgiveness is necessary. And the disciples understood that forgiveness is going to take faith. Because what is faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The reason why I have to forgive my brother, I have to forgive my sister, I have to forgive this person who hurt me is because God said it. Praise God. It's what God's word requires. 
And it's going, that, that's what it's come down to. It's going to come down to my believing and accepting and putting the word of God into practice. Hallelujah. Jesus told a parable, and I don't know why I'm, I'm, I didn't intend to, to focus on this area, but I'm just wanting to talk to somebody here tonight about what God has given to us and what we need to do with what God has given us. Praise God. But you know what? Sometimes we focus on things that are so obvious um, and, and, and what we feel are, are, are such, um, such uh, uh, big sins, quote-unquote. Fornication, adultery, and those things are, are, should not be a part of our lives. But let me tell you something. Something that's maybe more dangerous than some of those things are, are an unforgiving spirit. Because, you know, we would not allow somebody who is indulging in fornication or adultery to come and sing on our chorale or our choir or playing play our orchestra. But we may have some people who are just determined, I'm not going to forgive that person. But I'll sing. I'll play. I'll even preach. But let me tell you, the Bible says if I don't forgive, I cannot be forgiven. So I have to make up my mind right now. God, I must forgive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, it's an act of faith. And this is what God has given us. He's given us a measure of faith. Jesus told his disciples when they asked him to increase their faith. You know what he said? If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, there is nothing that will be impossible to you. You have enough. Praise God. Hallelujah. Saints of God. What God is wanting us to do is just to simply apply his word on a daily basis to our everyday lives. Praise God. Sometimes we think, God, you know, um, if I could do some great thing for you. You know the greatest thing that we could do for God is to just do what he tells us to do? Jesus said one time, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I tell you? That doesn't make any sense. If I'm your Lord, then that should automatically mean you do what I tell you. But he's talking to us. We call him Lord. In fact, he said there is going to come, he, he prophesied to us. He said there is going to come a time when I do return and there are people who are going to come and they say, Lord, Lord. They acknowledge him as Lord. And they even begin to tell him, we have, pre, we have prophesied in your name. We have, we have uh, cast out devils. We have healed the sick. We have done many wonderful works. And then Jesus is going to say, but I, did not, I do not know you. I do not have a relationship with you. Why? Because he said you did not do my will. You did a lot of good things, but you didn't do what I asked you to do. Praise God. Church, what God is looking for and has always looked for is someone who will do what he tells them to do. If you and I were to compare Saul, first king of Israel, and David the next king of Israel, if we were to compare their lives and see in terms of their, their, their morals and, and the things that they did, we would, we would easily, we would easily say, well, David certainly would not qualify as a child of God. 
This man committed adultery. He committed murder. He, he did several things that were just really grievous to God. Plus he was a man. He was a warrior. He, 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 he slaughtered people. But Saul. If you look at Saul. The only thing you and I can say is that. This man when God would speak to him. And say Saul I want you to do A. He would simply choose to do B. He would simply do what he felt like doing. But the Bible says God rejected him. Why? He would not just do what God told him to do. I have become convinced. I've read the book of Acts. And I've searched it. I've said God I want to experience what the early church. I don't believe. I believe the, the church today is the same you, you don't have a different church. You have the same people. You have the, we have your spirit. We have your word. We have your blood. We have your name. We should experience everything they experience and more. And so I, was, I said, Lord, show me what is missing. And I'll tell you what I came up with in terms of my study. It was, it was uh, pretty mind-blowing. Many of these people in the, in the early church... They were ordinary people like you and I, but they just simply did what God told them to do. The Lord would say, go wait in Jerusalem. Tarry. You know what they would do? They, they, that, that he, again, he was not telling them in, the, in, 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 in terms just to go sit down and wait and have a Big Mac, have a Coke and wait until I do what I'm doing. No, he was saying, go pray. Go seek my face until. Praise God. Didn't even give them a, a, a cut off date. Just said until. Praise God. You know what they did? They prayed. And they kept praying until. We're just in a service recently heard. A, a man I, I, I so highly admire. Uh, been, been involved in missions for, for and more years than I can number. Still involved directly uh, on the mission field. Brother Sizim. Brother Harris is him. And he, he taught us a lesson that I, I don't think I'll ever forget. And he said, he talked about the, the commission to wait. He said, long before God ever told the disciples to go, he told them to wait. And let me tell you, church, I believe that was a word for, for the Lord, from the Lord for us. Because Brother Sism said, he said, after all these years, he felt... You know, seeing all that he has seen, he felt we could accomplish so much more. But what is lacking is that God's people are more intent on going when God is saying, wait on me. Praise God. And that's what I'm talking to us about tonight. I'm talking to us on not, not just corporately as a church. I am talking to us corporately as a church, but I'm talking to us individually. That can God speak to me? And say do this. And I just say yes Lord I will do it. Praise God. One man. He, his, his, his interpretation of faith. He was, not, he was not a Jewish man. But his interpretation of faith was simply this. He said to Jesus. I'm a man under authority. I understand this thing. He said I say to my servant. Do this. No questions asked. He's going to do it. I said to one go, he goes. I said to one come, he comes. Jesus turned to 
a bunch of his disciples and other Jewish people and he said, who were his own people and said, I have not found this kind of faith in Israel. Church, I would not want God to look at the, the world that is unregenerated to find somebody who is willing to just do what he tells them to do because they understand a principle that faith is really just hearing what God says and do, doing it. Hallelujah. Praise God. You read the rest of this story. It's really not, again, it's not, it's not any deep revelation, but it's so simple yet profound. Because it goes on and it tells you after this, this nobleman went his way, it says he came back and he reckoned, he called his servants, first of all, whom he had given the money. Praise God. And he wanted to know how every man had gained by trading. You see, he had, he had given them so, some specific instructions. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he simply called the first. And he said, the first came and said, Lord, thy pound hath gained 10 pounds. Notice what he said. Thy pound has gained 10 pounds. What you gave me did this. Let me tell you, church, if we will use what God gives us, we will see results that we could not, we could never claim that I could accomplish that. But listen to this. When he said that, the master said, which I'm interpreting this to be Jesus himself, using this as an illustration. He said unto him, well, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful, listen to this, in a very little, notice those words. I knew what I gave you is very little. But you have been faithful. You did what I told you to do. Let me tell you church, God is not telling us to do any great thing. He's telling us to do some very little things, some very simple things. But what God is looking for is obedience. Because when we do those little things, big things happen. Listen to what he said. You have been faithful in a very little. Have authority over 10 cities. It went from 10 pounds to 10 cities. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is God able to do this? <laughs> Let me tell you, he is more than able. He is God. Hallelujah. And God can take my simple obedience and do amazing miracles. Hallelujah. Our church, I'm just, I'm just saying to us here, you know, there's a story that's told, and I'm, I think I'm going to close with this. There's a story that's told in the Bible of a, a, a story that I think beautifully illustrates who we are today. Talks about this, this um, king that had a bride, beautiful bride. Her name was Vashti, which means beautiful. And he had this, this great feast. And he was showing off all his treasures. This powerful king. Came down to the last day of this, this, this feast. And he decided to call his bride. Just to show her. Which I believe what he was saying. This is my, this is my greatest treasure. 
This is something money can't buy. Praise God. I've shown you all of my gold and all that stuff. But here, here is my real treasure. You know what the Bible says? She refused to come. Her husband called her. The king called her. But that lady refused to come. Just said come. Church. I believe we are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. But let me tell you. When our, our husband. The bridegroom. The king of kings. When he calls for me. Am I willing to come? You know what? You know the story that ended her relationship with the king. Somebody said, you need somebody that's better than her. I believe that was a type of Israel. And that little orphan girl named Esther who was chosen was a type of this church. You know what the king was looking for? He was not just looking for another pretty face. Because that was not the problem. He was looking for somebody that would do his will. Hallelujah. He was looking for a submissive bride. Let's stand. Church, what God is looking for is someone that he can speak to and you will respond. We preach the gospel to people Every week, we preach this message of salvation. We say to them, repent. You know what? That message is the, it, I believe it is, it is the power of God unto salvation. It is what saves somebody. Not, there's no other message to save a soul. But let, let me tell you, nothing happens if people don't respond to the word of God. For your life to be changed, for my life to be changed, I had to repent. Because God said to repent. But it didn't stop there. The same word came to me and said. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. And because I, I wanted to respond to the word of God. Or I decided to be respond to the word of God. My sins were remitted. Because I was obedient to the voice of God. And I was baptized in Jesus name. It didn't stop there. The same word came to me and said. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And because I believed the word of God. And I responded to the word of God. I came forward to an altar. And God filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I spoke with other tongues. But it doesn't stop there. Church. It does not stop there. That same word is going to come to you and I. Hallelujah. And God is looking for the same response. Never. He said, occupy till I come. Do what I tell you till I come. It doesn't stop. You could have been in church for 20, 30 years, 50 years. You still have to keep listening to the voice of God. Do what he tells you. He said to speak to this person speak to them invite that person to church teach that person a bible study come and pray in this in in the sanctuary it doesn't stop G what god is wanting us to do is just to do and he said just be faithful in the little i tell you 
and you will see great things. Hallelujah. I will put cities at your feet. I will give you authority you never believe you, you could ever imagine. All I'm looking for is somebody who will occupy until I come. God bless you. Why don't we gather around the front? Can we do that? Just have prayer. Would you let the Spirit of the Lord... This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.